Muli Bunji from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from Thursday, the 20th of January. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. On Friday, the 14th, the Ministry of Health released a fraud alert via its Facebook page. They are informing the public that they are not giving any monetary support for COVID-19 through any means. According to the statement, fraudsters have been sending text messages telling people that they have received financial assistance due to COVID-19 from the Ministry of Health and giving telephone numbers to their victims to call and claim their money. The fraudsters would then demand a down payment from their victims, which they claimed would enable them to send the COVID-19 monetary support. The Ministry of Health is urging anyone who receives such a message to report it to the police and their mobile phone service operators. Furthermore, network providers are requested to block these numbers and work with the security agencies to investigate and bring these fraudsters to book. There have been mixed reactions over the duty-free week, which the government announced would run from Sunday the 23rd to Saturday the 29th this month. The duty-free week is one of the campaign promises that was made by the Tonsei Alliance ahead of the June 2020 presidential election. It allows its benefactors to import goods without paying for import duty, import excise, and import value-added tax. However, processing fees remain payable. According to the 2022 Customs and Excise Regulations, people will be allowed to import goods worth a maximum of $3,000. Commenting on the development, the chief executive officer of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in Malawi said that the duty-free week had been ill-timed because people are still financially recovering from the festive season. Bechani Chereni, an economist from the Malawi University of Business and Applied Sciences, differs and believes the week has been placed strategically as it would avoid panic buying and possible implementational hurdles. The upcoming duty-free week is supposedly the first one of the year, since the government promised there would be more in 2022. There are concerns amongst some cotton farmers in Chikwawa and Nisanje districts that there will be a low output of cotton this year after heavy floods swept away their crop. The president of the Cotton Farmers Association highlighted that six extension planting areas have been affected by the floods. He explained that it would be difficult for farmers to replant their crop as the recommended cotton seeds are quite expensive and thus inaccessible to most. Their association has since requested assistance from the government. In response to this, the Secretary of Agriculture acknowledged the situation and said the government was assessing the damage to help them decide what kind of assistance they could provide to help alleviate the issue. Cotton is one of the country's most lucrative cash crops. It ranks as position four as the country's foreign exchange earner after tobacco, tea, and sugar. The Loans Board has announced a three-month amnesty for all former students of the University of Malawi. The loan defaulters have been urged to settle their loans. If they fail to do this in three months, the Loans Board will implement a name-and-shame strategy where they publish names of loan defaulters in the press.
The board's chief executive officer confirmed the development, adding that they will seek the help of the media and general public to help spread their message. There is a social media war happening between British Broadcasting Corporation, BBC Africa, and Malawians. The debacle started when BBC Africa questioned President Chakwera's monetary promise to the flames, a gesture which he had intended to motivate and celebrate the team, and that the BBC labeled as payment. This led to Malawians on social media trolling the news company on all their social media platforms, with the BBC resorting to blocking and banning the individuals as a form of defense. In a late-night post on Wednesday the 19th, the director of communications at the State House, Sean Campondeni, celebrated the trolling of the BBC Africa page by Malawian Facebook users who have basically camped on it, saying the BBC is unintelligent and uncultured. Currently, there is a petition circulating on social media demanding an apology from BBC Africa for poor reporting. There was a frenzy in Malawian streets on Friday the 14th, as Malawi had a 2-1 to victory over Zimbabwe at the Africa Cup of Nations, or AFCON. Malawi did not start off with the right foot as the Flames squad lost to Guinea in the first match of the tournament. Maybe that's the reason why people were so happy with the recent victory. Cheers could be heard in the wee hours of the night, and many Malawians took to social media to share their celebratory and congratulatory messages. The striker, Frank Gumbandinho Mahongo, scored both goals, which also handed Malawi their second AFCON victory. The first one was in 2010 when the Flames beat Algeria 3-0. Gumbadino was later named Man of the Match. Some companies offered congratulatory gifts to the Flames squad, a gesture that was applauded by the locals. On Tuesday the 18th, the Flames drew 0-0 with the Senegal team. The results from the game have given them higher chances of qualification to the next round depending on the results from other groups and teams that they are yet to play. This time around, the spotlight is on the Flames goalie, Charles Tom, who was awarded Man of the Match in the encounter. Malawians are a very proud bunch, with the majority of them saying that the Flames displayed resilience and played as a unit. Although they did not score in this particular game, many say that they still consider the Flames winners. After their goalless draw with Senegal on Tuesday the 18th, Malawi's fate was in Comoros Island's hands. Fortunately, the team gained a win over Ghana, and the Flames earned a spot in the 16 teams that will compete for the AFCON Cup. Their qualification also follows results from matches between Egypt and Sudan and Nigeria and Guinea-Bissau. This means that the Flames will line up against Group C winners Morocco. We wish the Flames all the best in their next game. The celebrations of the victory against Zimbabwe carried all the way to the long weekend, courtesy of John Chilembwe's day, which is commemorated on the 15th of January. It is a national holiday that celebrates the and honors the life of John Chilembwe, who was a freedom fighter who led the uprising that earned Malawi its freedom from colonial rule. Another key figure who was honored on Saturday the 15th is actor and playwright 
Frank Patani Moise, who died of COVID-19 last year. A memorial church service was held in Blantyre and was later followed by the reenactment of a play called The Divorce that Moise wrote. The play was part of a show that was held at Blantyre Sports Club. Apart from enjoying Patani Moise's piece, the audience had time to sample some of the productions during his time with Wakumbata Ensemble Theatre and other programs, as well as jazz music, which was dear to the late creative. Dance hall artist Eli Najuchi, the mobile and mobile service provider TNM, have terminated their contract. The artist will no longer be the brand's ambassador. The artist manager, Prince Chikwewa, confirmed the news on Tuesday the 18th and attributed it to unfulfilled contractual agreements in the first year of the three-year deal. He said that the termination of the contract with TNM does not signal any prospective deal with another organization and that he would continue in his other ambassador roles. Last year, TNM engaged Elijah Najuchi alongside five other creatives as their brand ambassadors dubbed TNM Youth Stars of Malawi. During the unveiling of the ambassadors, TNM chief executive officer said the engagement of the creatives was a way of promoting local talent and Malawian culture. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We don't want to put ads in these updates, so tell your friends about us and avoid commercials that you already have to bear in other podcasts. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Patani Bueno.